ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Instant Classic Podcast. My name is Jay Sugg. With me, as always, my brother, Emery Ogletree II. What's up, Dre? My brother, man. Hey, we got a game seven. Yes, the two greatest words in sports. And I was shocked, man. Like, I just knew Boston was going to end them dudes, like, real quick. What was I, your you – know, did you think they were going to win? No, but I was going to say, man, I, from the start of the series, I said Celtics in seven. So, like you, I think there was a part of me that was hoping the Celtics was going to go ahead and end it. But I, I never took away from the heart and the will of the Miami Heat, especially Jimmy Butler. I mean, who, let's just be real, struggled these last, what, two, three games? Yeah. But <laughs> it's funny, the topic on a lot of sports shows going into that game was, could Jimmy Butler be the best player on a championship team? He answered that question. Yes. Oh, yeah. that, that's an emphatic yes. Jimmy Butler can be the best player on a championship team, and he showed that yesterday. I mean, and we, we talked about it off the air. Every bit of that 40, was it 7, 45? Yeah. Yeah, yeah for that 47 was needed. Jimmy scores, five, you know, 42. You know, Jimmy scores, you know, 30-something. I, I, they don't win that game. Jimmy not being in that game, they lose that game. I mean, I, I was just so, so impressed by that. But I said, they're going seven. I had to go on seven anyway. I think, if anything, maybe the Celtics, you know, took a little thing for granted because of what they did in game five. Mm-hmm. You can kind of see a, you can kind of see a little bit of sluggishness in them. I mean, even, um, you know, the coach said, they got to start stronger. They did come out sloppy. You know, they, they came out sloppy. You know what I mean? I think the, t- the tell for the Celtics throughout these entire playoffs have been, they've been doing a lot of shooting themselves in their own foot. Yeah, and this is the and this is the wrong time you want to be shooting yourself in the foot, being so close to going back to the finals, man. So, yeah, I'm excited. Game seven. I hope it's a classic. I hope it's a close game. I still feel injuries kind of robbed us of what this whole series could have been. But at the end of the day, I still got the Celtics going out in seven. They're, they're going to pull it off in Miami. They're, they're, yeah. which is heartbreaking. Which is heartbreaking because Miami definitely deserves a title shot. They definitely deserve one. Um, I don't know if you saw on Twitter, but Joel Embiid said Miami needs a second star. Um, <laughs> do you think they need a little bit, a, another player to help get them over the hump? I think definitely to help, you know, take some of the, the pressure off of Jimmy. Because Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry to me is, to me, Kyle Lowry is how you see Drew Holiday. Um, ooh, like ooh. he's either there or he's not. Like he's always been hot or cold. Especially like when he was in ooh. Toronto with Demar, it would be like either he ooh. is balling out of control or he's not. His defense will always be there. Like his leadership will always be there, but his offensive production may or may not be there. That's how I've always seen Kyle Lowry. Oh, well, that's you alone, brother. Because. I, I mean, I admit, the Kyle Lowry that was coming to Miami, I was excited about that. I thought that was a very great pickup. I mean, but obviously you can never predict how a situation goes when injuries become a factor in anything. You know what I'm saying? I'd never put Kyle Lowry on the, on the stage of a Drew Holiday. Like I said, I mean, I think uh, especially being a championship point guard now, which is Kyle Lowry is, throughout that entire series, even though, yes, Golden State had injuries with Clay Thompson and KD, Kyle, Lowry was consistent to me that entire that entire playoff run. I mean, you're allowed to have a game off or two, but for the most part, he was consistent. 
You know, when I said uh, what I said about Holiday in Milwaukee, that was like game by game. Like one game he was great, and the next game he was off. The next game he was great, and the next game he was off. Kyle, that's not the case. Now, I mean, this series, like I said, he's playing through injury, so it's kind of like I'll give him a little bit of a break. But to answer your question, do they need another star? Yeah, I'll go ahead and say it. I think I think another piece wouldn't hurt. You know, if you could you know, find just that solid, just like that solid contributor, I like Adebayo. I really mm-hmm. do. But I just think that, you know, we, we're seeing how far we're getting with what we're seeing. And what I mean by that is like, you know, in the, cur- the current core unit that you got, and you have to consider the fact that, you know, Tyler Hero is out. Maybe the yes. series could be completely different if Tyler Hero was, you know, playing, you know. But it, it wouldn't hurt. Now, do they, to the point, do they need a Joel Embiid? I wouldn't go that far because I don't see how you can keep Joel Embiid and add a bio together. Oh, no, you would, they, would, they would be traded for you each know? other. Right, that, that's what I'm saying. I mean, and, and us. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. And I love Adebayo's game. I know Miami loves Adebayo, but I say if you if you can just find that, how can I put it? Maybe that consistent two guy. Because I said I look at Tyler Hero. Tyler could easily be a starter or anywhere else. He could he could arguably start on on the Miami. They just don't because mm-hmm. he we gets got him in he that yeah, he gets more loose off the off the bench, which is which is fair, you know. But I'm just sitting there thinking, like, you know, who else could they you know possibly pick up, you know, that that could fit into the system, and you can still keep that core around. Uh, debatably, help me out. I'm just going through my head, like, so say for example, like, uh, like they picked up like a Julius Randle, you know. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Julius, Julius Randle would thrive not being the number one, like being like a, a two or a three. Right. You know, like a, like a Julius or Julius Randle would be a great addition for them. Uh, I'm trying to think just going across in my head, like who else would be a good, good addition for them? I think they need a four. Who's not, I said, who's not necessarily like a, a superstar. I, yeah. like, I feel if you go, if I, I feel if you go superstar, you're going to lose an integral piece. And so you see, to me, everybody's not made for Miami. There's a certain yeah. toughness. There's a certain toughness and spirit that you have to have to go play for Miami. You know what I'm saying? Like, as, as talented as you know, Anthony Davis is, I don't think he's built for Miami. No. You know, I think Joel would thrive in Miami. But like I said again, but you're giving up out of bio. You know, unless there was some way they could find a way to swing it. But at the same time, though, I just I don't know. Let's say unless Adebayo, you know, his his uh, his pride doesn't get the best of him because you realize you're gonna be coming off the bench if if Embiid came to Miami. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's just no there's no other way around that. But uh, I'm just sitting there thinking, like, if you traded for uh, an Embiid and Adebayo had to go, it's not like you they really have a true backup center per se that could really thrive off the bench. But like, like yeah, J- Jimmy would need another piece. He he would, and I think like I said, just like I said again with your Bulls. This Miami team, their window, right now we're looking at them easily, I think, no more two, three years max. Yeah. And I put Jimmy more emphasis. And yeah, Kyle Lowry are both up there in age. Absolutely. You know, and I'm putting more emphasis on the two than the three. And I'm just thinking about, you know, everybody who's coming back next year. I mean, I'm not including the Nets. You know, forget the Nets. But the rest of the East, I mean, is some beast. Well, I say it's just very unfortunate that the injuries have been such a major factor in this series. Yeah. You know, I, 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 if give me a healthy Miami, 
you know what I'm saying? It could have been possible that you no know, Miami could have pulled this off, but you no, know I said I just feel the Celtics are slightly deeper. They do the same thing the Heat do; they just do it slightly better, you know. But uh, but Jimmy could be the best player. I don't care who you bring in there; Jimmy can still be a closer. Hell, you can give you can give Jimmy a Middleton in Miami, and I think that'd be a great fit. Yes, just he like just needs somebody great. to take some of the slack off. That way, he don't got to do exactly. it the entire game. Uh, absolutely, like I said, like just somebody, just give me that consistency. Because I mean, I, I'll, I'll give Kyle a break only in this. Like I said, because the injuries have been playing the way they've been playing, he's been inconsistent. And if I'm Aaron Spolstra, another thing, they still got to find a way to orchestrate Duncan Robinson to this lineup. I mean, he, he's he's more or less been in no man's land, and now they start playing him again. I feel bad for that dude. I mean, he's he is off. He is terrible. But he has no rhythm. Mm-hmm. He's had no rhythm throughout this entire playoffs. I mean, he's been playing garbage minutes, and now that he's getting more minutes, it's kind of like okay, you can almost see the, you know, the uneasiness in him because it's just like I gotta make it rather than just shooting in you know comfort and ease the way he normally does. It's like well, I gotta make this, but I gotta make sure I can stay on the court because if I miss, you know, two or three, they're just gonna bench me anyway. So. I think if I'm Duncan Robinson right now, I maybe want to talk to Spolstra and be like, yo, I mean, I just gave this extension. What's the deal moving forward? Because, I mean, they got Oladipo, they got Struess. Uh, who else am I missing? Uh, Gabe Vincent. Yeah, they got Vincent. I mean, like I said, no, no Duncan kind of just lost in the shuffle there. And like I said, I mean, that's a valuable weapon there. He's still one of the best three-point shooters in the league, man. Like I said, Miami got the pieces. But I said it's just about uh, health and I said consistency. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So let's say uh, the Miami Heat pull it off tomorrow. How do you think they fare against Golden State? Oh, man. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm taking Golden State. And I said six because I just let's say I respect the culture and the heart of the Heat. But no, what I'm just looking at from pure skill, pound for pound. I I think I'm saying six to be nice, but, but four in, in your word, yeah, like I say your words four and possible. I I just think that you know with the beating they're taking coming out of the Eastern Conference, mm-hmm. they they just won't have enough for for uh you no know, Golden State. Now they now they may come out swinging based off of you know we were talking off the air about those comments Draymond made because they were making sure that Draymond heard heard them. Yeah, they made sure that they made sure that Draymond knew like yo we heard you. From P.J. Tucker to Udonis Haslam, I mean, that's all I've read and heard about. You know, Draymond, no, no, broke the code, which I don't know what kind of code that could possibly be. But, you know, from P.J. Tucker, I feel you like, yo, it is a slap in the face. Are you just going to dismiss us? Like, you know, you think you're going to play Boston? Okay, series not over. We got you. So you, I think game one, if Miami pulled, pulls this off and goes to the finals, game one would definitely set the stage. That would be probably the best punch We'd see from Miami. Yep. Before Golden State let's adjusts and, and just walks them down. Yeah. I mean, let's, I mean, you, you sit here, you, I mean, you think about it, you know, from this kind of storyline, on one side, you got the Miami Heat, who, like I said, you know, they went to the championship in the bubble, didn't work out. They fell short to the Lakers. <laughs> Excuse me. They fell short to the Lakers. Then they turn around, they come back the following year. You can tell the injury. Let's say, here we go again, Miami injuries. They played uh, Milwaukee that next year, and they just weren't, you know, they just weren't healthy. And Milwaukee, Molly Whopper. 
But here they come back this year, and, you know, they, they were the number one seed. But now here we go with these injuries creeping up again. You know, they, they got that championship caliber talent, but now they'll be facing Golden State, a team who went through their own injury woes, you know, the previous two years, but they're back in the finals. You can't tell me that Golden State's not motivated. I mean, there, there's a lot to prove for Golden State, I think, just from establishing their, you know, status as, yo, we're still the squad to be, to be. Yeah. You know, so like I said, I think that that game one between Miami and Golden State would be it'd be must see TV. If Miami somehow pulled off a game one victory in the finals against Golden State, then I'd be like, yeah, we might be in some trouble. But if they throw that best punch and they lost to Golden State, I think they'll just take the wind out of their sails and Golden State would just go ahead and finish them. But I, said, I give them six. <laughs> I, said, I might give them two just to be polite, but like I said, four possible, like you said in the end. I, I, either way, I'm taking Golden State. Yeah. You know, they're playing Miami. All right, so let's switch it up and let's say Boston ends up taking care of business in this game seven. Um, I think Boston is best equipped to beat Golden State just because mm-hmm. they have offensive firepower that Miami doesn't have to be able to, you know, get into a shootout if it comes to that. And plus, I really – these are the three best defensive teams in the league um, all kind of going. Both teams know how to lock somebody down, uh, which is surprising about Golden State. You know, when you think of Golden State, you think, you know, three-point barrage. You don't think about them locking people down. But they have the, the people to do it, man. Um, I, I really would enjoy seeing, like, the Andrew Wiggins-Jason Tatum matchup to see if Wiggins can lock down Tatum the way he did. Uh, I won't say he locked down Luca. Um, it was a team effort, and they shadowed that man all over the court, and he still was getting buckets. But I would like to see the matchup, really, and, and the chess match between Steve Kerr and um, Udoka to see who can come up with the best adjustments because these are the two best adjusting teams in the playoffs that we've seen. That when somebody throws something at them, like at the half, they make an adjustment and are able to switch things up. What do you think about that matchup? Agree you 100%. I mean, I think it'd be a more intriguing matchup, no disrespect to the Heat, but the death of the Celtics, you know, as I mentioned prior to this uh, Eastern Conference uh, Finals matchup, the Celtics are just deeper. And I, I feel they match up, like you said, more with the Golden State Warriors in terms of death. Now, I still think Golden State is deeper than the Celtics, though. Yeah. But at least the Celtics have enough death, death, yeah, to at least compete with Golden State. You know, on one end, you got a general on the defensive end, and Draymond Green, who doesn't get the credit I feel he ever really truly deserves overall as a player, but especially on the defensive end. And, of course, on the other end, you got Marcus Smart. The way they play team defense is just simply amazing. I mean, it's just like, you know, from the help sides, from the communication, I mean, just from the way they basically, you know, find a way to, you know, make you go where they want you to go. The difference with the Dallas series is like they 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 basically knew this. It's like it's Luca and then everybody else. If everybody else beats us, you know, we just have to live with that. Luca's gonna get his, but we're gonna make him work for it. And that's what we saw in game six. You know, his, his stat line was nice, but if you look at his shot attempts, it's like, well, hell, he was gonna get that anyway. But you know, Golden State made him work for every single little bit of that. And this matchup, you no, know, should they match up with the Celtics, man? I mean, there's so many different options. I think that the Golden State Warriors are going to have to start playing more honestly against the Celtics than they did against Dallas. Yeah. 
you know, because because obviously you have Tatum and Jalen Brown, but I mean, you can't sleep on Marcus Smart and Al Horford and, uh, you know, White. And uh, like I said, you know, Pritchard, um, you know how I feel about Pritchard, <laughs> you know, you know, but like, but like I said, but even my man, uh, Robert Williams, you no, know, God, I hope he's healthy, you know, <laughs> should they go into the finals. But I mean, he, he makes himself, you know, a valuable weapon, you know, on the offensive end, especially when uh, Marcus Smart can penetrate. Yeah. I mean, the one thing, the one thing I think about Robert Williams on the offensive side, and I'm maybe I'm overstepping a little bit, but I, it's just what I think about when I see him. He has a little Anthony Davidson. This is how Marcus Smart can penetrate into the middle, and once he sucks in that defense, just lobs it to the rim, and Robert Williams just goes and gets it. If Robert Williams could develop a consistent 15 to 20 foot jump shot, I'm talking about like 15 feet from whether it be the elbow, the corner, the no mid paint, wherever, a, a consistent mid range, I guarantee you Robert Williams will be a top five center in the league. Because on, yeah. on, on, on the defensive side, that man is a low. Bill, you can't tell me my hero, Bill Russell, doesn't show at least a little bit of pride when he watches Robert Williams play in that position. Obviously, that he made famous for that franchise. Because he, he basically does what Bill Russell preaches. In regards to how he uses his defense as an offensive maneuver, Robert yeah. Williams is changing. He should, he's going to change shots. He's going to grab rebounds. I mean, he, he's just going to change the course of the game. You know, so, I mean, and of course, I can't sleep on Grant Williams either. I mean, my God, like I said, the, the death of the Celtics matches obviously with, you know, the death of uh, Golden State. And I, like I said, I love the storyline for, the, for these two franchises too. I said, I mean, if we look at the Celtics, you know, we're looking at, you know, reclaiming the all-time top spot, number 18. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. and, the, and these young guys get to, you know, mark their names into the hollow books of the Celtics. Like, you know, everybody got their name there. And now they can say, yo, we can join those other 17 champions of this historic franchise. And then on Golden State side, like I said again, man, I mean, Golden State, is just reestablishing their position as you know we're still the team to beat. Like yeah, we we may have lost, but you know if we're gonna be technical about it, we lost because we got hurt. And then after we got hurt, we were never fully healthy again. Now that we're fully back in no back in order, look where we are. We're back in the finals, six and eight years. Yeah, six and eight years. And also we and let's not sleep on the fact this either. If they win, that's gonna be their seventh title. So that means your your Bulls <laughs> go down to fourth. Man, they can they can go ahead and claim seven, you know, which are which are you know your olden days. It's like how the Lakers be like, yeah, we have all these. Nah, homie, the Minneapolis has those. Like, like Los Angeles doesn't have those. Like, well, you know, you want claim what you want to claim. Do you do you do your math? You know, sure, sure. It's like how OKC can't claim Seattle's. You know, <laughs> like like no. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, obviously they can't do that. They can't right, do that. Yeah. Well, whatever, whatever. You know, Boston has a legit number of titles because they never moved their franchise. Their franchise doesn't go hopping around. You're, <laughs> you're not getting Shaquille O'Neal to come to Minneapolis. No, no, you're not. <laughs> so I, I see a clear distinction between the Minneapolis Lakers and the Los Angeles Lakers. Those are two different franchises that have the same name because, you know, it's whatever. But you know they they want to say they, they the the San Francisco Warriors you know want to count them from the olden days sure go ahead go ahead I mean Sorry, you think about it's still it's still technically the same area Bulls gonna get theirs though 
It's all good. Bulls gonna <laughs> Bulls will have number seven soon. And the pecking well, order will be, will be resolved. One way or another, a dynasty will be reestablished. Yeah. And I think Golden State is highly motivated because I legit feel that they know that this is probably like this is the end of their era. Like they see Absolutely. Memphis, they see Memphis in the rearview mirror. Like they know, like with all these contracts getting ready to come up, they may not be able to keep this core together much longer. Like you can't continue to pay like Draymond Green this much money as he's getting older. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Clay, yeah, he balling out of control, but he's coming off of the two worst injuries in basketball. You know what I mean? Like Steph isn't getting any younger. Like, yeah, they got these nice young pieces, but Poole ain't going to be the best player on a championship team, at least not at this stage in his career. Well, I mean, a point was brought up because of the fact that they, are, that they are young. And I agree with you on this. I mean, the young pieces will help Golden State obviously stay in contention. See, to me, I think the Warriors window, especially if we're talking about the core of, you know, Steph, Clay, and Dre. I'm giving them three, maybe four tops. After this, three, maybe four tops. Your young core, I agree with you. It, it's going to become a question of what happens, you know, when, like you said, these contracts come into question. Because, I mean, they, they have reinvigorated Andrew Wiggins' career. But mm-hmm. if, if I'm Andrew Wiggins, with all due respect, Drew, if you would just keep it, keep it a buck with yourself, you better not leave Golden State. Now, if you just want to, if you just want to go get your bag, go get your bag. But if you just want to sit up there and you know, not only get, you know, you can still get paid, but also you know, still thrive in terms of your basketball career. Like I'm with you, Andrew Wiggins. We saw what he was doing outside of Golden State. Like I said it was never thinking about talent, but clearly is a whole different beast when he plays in the system he has in Golden State. You know, I said so. If, I, if I'm him, I wouldn't leave Pool. I, I'm with you there too. Just something about pool sometimes just runs me the wrong way. I, I, sometimes I feel like he gets caught up in the hype because they you know they crowned this new big three with him, Clay, and Steph, which I think was a little bit over overstated. But I think he just found his spot. You know, he found his role with Golden State. Yeah. But like I said, how different would it be if they weren't there? It's different when 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 more focus is on you. Exactly. You know, when they can't leave yeah, yeah. Steph. You're gonna get to the hole because they can't leave Steph. Exactly. It's possible when it, that when they're out there with you, like because Cash know they got to guard Jordan Poole. And I'm not saying Jordan Poole can't get his, you know, but at the same time, though, it's just like, no, we're not just gunning for you. We know who you're with. Two of the best shooters, if not two of the two best shooters in the history of the game. But uh, now we take them away, and all of a sudden, all right, Jordan, it's now time for you to carry the load. What you gonna do? You know, and like, and like I said, I say, it, it, give me give me three, four years of this you no know, dynasty of Golden State. You know, because the one benefit going on with uh, Clay and Steph, no matter how old you are, as long as you can still flick that wrist, that don't change. Yeah, but Steph said, already thirty four, man. Like, let's not let LeBron fool people. People don't hoop <laughs> like this at the age they at. Like, I guess Steph like two more years before he probably calls, especially the, as much as he moves just to kind of get open. Like two more years that's, before he probably. That's the thing, it. though. But that's the thing, though. I mean, I give Steph more than that because his game is not as predicated physically as LeBron's is. You know, I mean, if anything, I mean, Steph is going to keep himself in the you no know, solid enough shape where his win is always going to be. I don't care how old he is. I mean, hell, look at 
Look at Reggie Miller. Even towards the I end. mean, even yeah, his, his wind is going to be fine. Hooper. But is his knees gonna be fine? Like, <laughs> Le- Le- if LeBron's body is breaking down, anybody's body could break down. Like he was already yeah, but- icing that bulky ankle. Uh, like I, two, well, I think Le- two Le- more take years over before he call it. I said, I, I, I'm giving him, like I said, three, three, four in terms of the dynasty. I said I, I'm gonna give them like these maybe next three, three, three pushing. Well, I think four might be a little stretch, but three definitely. Cause like you said, Memphis, I'm not, I'm not ready to consistently, you know, crown Dallas. I think Dallas has found their, their stride, Luka, especially Luca Young. I mean, he gonna if they're able to put pieces around Luca, he gonna be a that, threat. That's the thing. I, yeah, but I'm just based on what Luca, you know, what Luca has now. Cause I'm sorry, the the others of Dallas, you did a solid job. Like, let's give Dallas their props. You got mm-hmm. to the conference finals. Nobody had you there. Okay, we give you your props. But you bring that same team back next year. You should tell me you believe they're gonna make it back to the conference finals? No. They just yeah, had, I don't either. they had the perfect role. Unless Luca they, they, get on a heater, like nah. Well, I mean, because you gotta consider the fact Denver's gonna come back. I'm assuming the Clippers are gonna eventually try to come back. Yeah, I mean you, you Kawhi know, hasn't you, played, you know, yeah. You know, you know Memphis is coming. So uh-huh. like I said, I mean, just like I, I don't know. But like I said, but but Golden State with what they got going on. Give them that three year, you know, especially if they get this fourth title. I think for especially for that core, they may not say it out loud, but I think you know in the back of their mind, and even Steve Kerr for that matter, they they probably want to try to go for six. You know, because if they if they get six, then they know they can they feel they'll, they'll have a right to kind of put themselves in that that Bulls conversation, like yo, we got six too. You know, it's not the it's not the six and eight that you no know, they the, the Bulls got, but no, we still got our six and you know, what would it be six and ten or six and eleven. So it's still gotta I mean, count for something. They can put themselves in that conversation, and then that three one kind of gets them right back out of it. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I mean that's fine. That's you, fair. You can you can that's you fair. can come to the restaurant, but the you know. <laughs> <laughs> the the major D may uh, squirt you out. That's fair. That's fair. But like I said the but the Boston, like I said Boston Golden State would just be, I think, such a more exciting series. Either way, you know, I think I, I'm taking Golden State. Golden State, if I'm being real, emotionally, if they played Boston, I'd want Boston to win. Like I said, Bill Russell is just, like I said, what he means to me is just don't can't be understated. So that's why I would definitely want to go. And plus, I just love the way Boston plays. Yeah, but um, like I said this. Al Horford but, uh, is one of my favorite players, like, oh, like of, of the Al, old guard, like left in the league. Al deserves Al deserves one ring. I mean, let's say if, if anything, I'm, you know, just to drop a little bit sidetrack. If Al wins this title, does he go in the Hall of Fame? No, he doesn't go. Well, at least, well, at least in the college Hall of Fame. Yeah, he yeah he's already yeah he, uh, he, yeah yeah he, he he definitely needs to be in there. He'll be in he the definitely Hall of Fame. A, yeah, and I think that, that that's what I I think that's what I meant. But I just I, yeah. I was saying Hall of Fame. But, but, I was but just, just like the the, the like basketball Hall of Fame, like he is a like very very good player, but he ain't. Yeah. Um, I think he'll he'll need his jersey retired. His number has to be in the Raptors. Oh yeah, if they win. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I figured he'll put it in there. If they don't put it in there, I think Atlanta should put it in there. 
um, because he did so much for that franchise while he was there. Mm. I mean, I mean that was as close to a championship as they was that as that Atlanta Hawks are probably ever going to get. Yeah, but I mean, but they but they didn't go. I, you know, when I compare his Celtic tenure to his Atlanta tenure, though, I, I, to me, it's night and day. I don't think the Atlanta. I I, I agree with what you, you know what you're saying. No, his impact on what he did in Atlanta was great. But when I look at his tenure and with the Celtics, though, it's such it's it's such it's much more deeper and it's such more impactful that, like I said again, he to me he'll always just be a Celtic. Yeah. You know, I know he's he played the Atlanta. OG that team. Like he's yeah. that veteran voice that's seen everything. Absolutely, and he's a great leader. I mean, he's the kind of leader you'd want for your franchise. Like I, I liked Al in uh, Philadelphia. He just didn't fit there. That's the thing. I, I liked him in Philly, but when I watched, it, I was like, it just doesn't work. So that's why I was excited when he went back to uh, Boston. I was like, yeah, this is where you belong, Al. So you may not make the Hall of Fame, but if the Celtics pull this off and win the title, Al's number needs to be in the Raptors. All right, but, Sorry, uh, like, Hall of Fame both discussion. Sides. I'm curious on what your answer is. Is Jimmy Sorry. in the Hall? Mm. As of today, yeah. If if he stops playing like right now and retires, now typically one thing I have noticed in the hall, if you have ever, if you have been the best player on a team that went to the finals, you've made it to the Hall of Fame. I'll say this because. <laughs> You know where I stand on this, and I mean no disrespect, but it is what it is. He's in there. Tracy McGrady's in the Hall of Fame, and and my feeling on Tracy McGrady is that he was a great era player. Now, if we're putting cats in based off their talent, talent alone, and taking accomplishments out, then Jimmy obviously needs to go in. Jimmy wasn't as talented offensively as T-Mac, but he's much better defensively. To me, there's no comparison. Oh, yeah, but but in terms of accomplishment, but see, this is where I put Jimmy in though. Jimmy's accomplishments as a star outweighs T Max in terms of team success. Mm-hmm. And plus and plus his individual accomplishments alone. So yeah, if, if Jimmy stopped today, <coughs> yeah, I'll put him in. I'll put him in. Yeah. I'm putting him in. He he just, has to go in. He doesn't have to be first ballot, but he has nah. to go in. Yeah, he wouldn't be first ballot. I mean, let's say I mean, we're talking about a six-time All-Star, uh, four-time All-NBA, five-time All-Defensive player, most improved back in uh, 2014-15, and uh, he led the league in steals back in the uh, well, actually just last year. I said, I mean, J- Jimmy's established himself as a as an all-time great to me. You know, I mean, to be real, if if Jimmy if Jimmy had a title like AD did. You almost gonna put Jimmy over AD on that top seventy five. AD is just like I am just still in that top seventy five, befuddled <laughs> how AD got in over like the White House, like because yeah. because it was a because it was a popular choice, and plus again they're just basing off potential. I told you, it was the Shaq pick, just like how Shaq made the all time fifty. Nah, would have been the Shaq pick. Like, Anthony Davis is kind of old now. He's been in the league long enough to, to have done something. You know what I mean? Like, like if yeah, this but, had been but, in 2012, Dwight Howard is a lock on that squad. It's but, just because but, but, that they don't like Dwight because he's a clown. But, 
I agree. Well, I mean, but Luca had well, one. Luca really hadn't done nothing, so I think they realized that we can't put him on it. He just really hadn't done anything, you know. And so it's just like it had to be AD. You know, they they kind of played Dwight because Dwight, you know, after his Orlando years, you know, just kind of dissipated, you know. You know, and I say I, I just think AD was a popular choice, but I'll say it again: though, if if Jimmy had that ring, and I'm assuming like, if Jimmy had the ring, Jimmy would have had a Finals MVP. Jimmy could have been number 75. I still think it should have been Clay Thompson anyway. It, could, it should have been Clay. It, hell, it could have been Draymond. I said anybody but Anthony Davis. I said there, there were other choices that could have been yeah. before Anthony Davis. I like, but, but you Jimmy, know, I love Dame, but I felt AD and Dame were just like, Yeah, yeah. Like, them two were the only picks, and I'm like, I don't know. We could have waited to the 100. But Jimmy will make his way there. Jimmy will be a Hall of Famer when it's all said and done. I said, but and especially if if anything, if he if he pulls this off, you know, two finals appearances, I think will get you in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, I said if anything, you know, it, it, this will you know, this will basically validate you know the bubble the bubble appearance. You know, everybody looks at the bubble a certain way. You know, so if they pull it off again, all that out validates. That's two finals appearances. You know, just unfortunately he never got it done. But if he gets a ring, oh yeah, yeah, Jim, Jimmy. Your your ticket's pretty much already sold up. You're, you're going to be Hall of Fame when it's all said and done. All right. So before we end this up, um, I want your thoughts. What's that? On Darvin Ham, the man that broke the backboard <gasps> against my beloved heels in a college tournament many years ago, and I've never fully uh, forgiven him for embarrassing my boys on national TV in a replay they kept showing over and over. Um, but he's a good coach, but hopefully he doesn't coach like uh, Mike Budenholzer, who he's been on his staff um, for in two stops, I think Atlanta and in Milwaukee. So what, what was your take? I'll be honest with you, bro. I mean, I, I told you before, I really had no true investment outside of Mark Jackson and, and, and any of these other coaches. And this is not a knock against Darvin Ham. I'll be honest with you. Outside of just hearing reports saying that he deserved the opportunity to be a head coach, I didn't know much about Darvin as a coach. Okay. Now you're an assistant coach on a championship squad. I mean, you certainly must have earned your stripes to be a part of that, you know, franchise, that team. And I'm sure you made some, you know, value contributions to that team to get to where they were. I just think it's the circumstance that he's walking into that basically kind of makes me dismiss him to a degree. Mm-hmm. And as I and I hate to say that, but but it just does. I, I honestly, I honestly don't care. Happy that happy that black man got an opportunity. Hey, I'm happy oh, about yeah. that. Happy that black, a black man got an opportunity. But number one, if the rumors are true, it'd be great that this man gets to pick his own staff. That'd be great. I like to think yep. Jamie Buss and the rest of that front office learned something from this you know last dumpster fight in this past season. So if he's getting to do that, great. But I'm just curious, and I told you, I put more onus on LeBron, Russ, and AD. I'm sure Darvin Ham's going to come in, you know, with ideas and ready to you know, you know, go full, you know, gung-ho. I'm sure he's no fool either. I mean, hell, Darvin Ham played against LeBron. Yeah. I mean, LeBron, LeBron was 19 at the time. So now to come in and coaching this dude, I said, I mean, you, you can't tell me. I, I was never that great of a player, never to the level of a LeBron. 
So I can only imagine being a coach, especially a coach coming in with no real cachet. Yeah, you're a champion, but you're a champion as an assistant coach. You know, if anything else, I just want, I just hope he comes in more or less just basically just ready to establish some kind of order. Because, I mean, you can tell when coaches are basically being ran over. God knows I've, I've, I've played for more than my fair share, and I've seen some. Of coaches just get ran over because they're getting their coaching players who just, you know, some of the, the elite of the elite. And I'm just hoping Darvis is going in there just realizing, like, okay, I know who you are. Hell, I played against you. If anything else, I, I look, I, the one thing I want to see Darvin Ham do is hold LeBron accountable. Hold him accountable. That's what I want to see. Because if all I see is what I saw from Frank Vogel last year, which is basically a bunch of ass kissing. Well, LeBron went out there and gave us what he could. He gave us, you know, 40 points and at this you know, point in time and in his career in year 20 and he's you know, almost 39 years old. I don't want to hear all that crap. If LeBron has a bad game, I want to hear you call LeBron out. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think that's what I need to see. That's what I, that's what I need to see from him. I said, I, my expectations only go so far because I need more so from the players, specifically LeBron as the leader of that team. I need you to be a leader. Yeah, the coach is a leader, but, you know, we all know LeBron leads on the floor. That's what I want to see. So I want to see accountability from Darvin Ham holding his star players accountable, but also more so leadership from LeBron James holding his team accountable also through his own actions. That's just me. I mean, we'll, we'll just have to sit back and watch to see. Wish him all the best, but we'll see. Yeah. If you don't pick his own staff, it's over. It's a wrap right then and there. Yeah. I mean, so this man signed for a four-year deal, and I mean, I know these opportunities are far and you know few in between, especially again for black head coaches. You know, and it's just like okay, I mean, we just have to sit back and wait and see, man. I said, I'm I'm just curious, but I said, if you ask me right now, do I feel like Darvin Ham has control of his team right now? No, I don't. I think they'll be respectful to him coming in. But that's a whole different animal once the season starts going, especially if things don't start going the way you hope they do. Yeah. Ad- adversity changes attitude really quick. And, then that, and as a coach, that's when you really see what you're made of. You know, if you're, if you're just a yes man or you just you know a spineless you know, mother who just basically just wants to ride, ride the wave and be like, oh, it'll be okay. Kind of like my college coach was. And even my, you know, some of the professional coaches I played for, I mean, then you're just doomed to fail. You know, it's like you have Darvin Ham's coaching, arguably, well, not arguably, Darvin Ham's coaching one of the all-time best players. He's coaching technically for them. Yeah. And if I'm Darvin, I said, if it was me as Darvin Ham, I'd, I said, I'd come in and feel like, look, I'm holding most of the cards, y'all, because y'all were trash last year. This is called Spade Spade. Y'all were trash. Yeah, couldn't even make yeah, the plan. You know, just go down the line. Like I said, my biggest thing is I want to see a, a coach truly hold LeBron accountable. So let's see, let's see what happens. Let's, let's see what happens. I wish them all the best. You know, if, if things go south and it's similar to last season, I'm going to put all the onus on Darvin Ham. I'll tell you that much. He'll get some of the, he'll get some of the blame, but I wouldn't put all of it on now, if they end up playing, um, you know, not meeting expectations, well, 
one, it also depends on if they do anything different with this roster. If they leave this roster as is, like, I don't give him any of the blame. I'm like, we saw these cats was trash last year. Yeah, but I mean, again, I think some of that, yes, it was on them. But like I said, but some of that also was just purely on the coaching, too. True. Like I said, again, again, I think I need to know how much ownership Darvin Ham is going to be allowed to do to do his thing without having to basically answer with somebody over his shoulder. Yeah, I think you know they do saying? have too I mean, many cooks in the kitchen, like with Phil Jackson exactly. and, and Kurt Rambis, you know, all yeah, talking exactly. to Genie and Magic. You know what I mean? Like, if, if, this, if this man is going to be truly allowed to coach and do his thing, hey, I'm not, I, I, I want to see it. But if they're still like, you know, basically doing the same thing they were doing Vogel, but Vogel was such a yes man, then now I'll be looking at him like, okay, are you going to be giving me Frank Vogel answers like last year? Uh, we're gonna sit back and wait and see and see how things play out. Then, no, call a spade a spade. If AD's hurt again, be like, look, man, this dude keeps staying hurt. I wish what we could win games in the summer. <laughs> yeah, so I wish we could win games, but one of my best players can't seem to keep himself together like Humpty Dumpty. I said that. <laughs> that that's just what I want to see. I just want to see what happens because I. I have no real resume to you know, compare when I think about Darby Hale. There's really nothing to show. Like I yeah. said, you, you were an assistant coach. <laughs> hey, you were on a team that won an NBA title. Great. But I, I think to be coming to this team, this storied franchise, I'll put it to you this way. If he doesn't come in similar to like a, a Udoke in Boston, they'll mm-hmm. basically be doing now, obviously, the Boston front office ain't L.A., but his that mannerism, that's what Ham's going to need. Yeah. I can look I can look at, you know, Udoka and tell he's no game. Yeah. He's no, he's no, I can tell he's no game. I don't know about Darvin Ham, the coach. <laughs> I know you, I know you, I know you're tough as a player. You, you played hard. But as a coach, I, 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 I got to see it. <laughs> we'll find out. Yes, we all will. eyes will be on him. Absolutely. Well, like I said, at the end of the day, I don't know, man. <laughs> Let me enjoy these playoffs. I don't even want to think about the Lakers again. I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to go down that. I'm not even ready to, to, to jump down that rabbit hole right now. I, I will clearly wait till October, November to revisit <laughs> the Lakers. Oh, I get God. it. I get it. All right. So go go ahead and drop your socials, man. Yes, sir. As always, on Twitter is at the M C G O D S David I B as in Victor A as the Mikadiver, and I am at J Sug at J A Y S U G G on the Twitters as well. And until next time, we out. <laughs>